<laughs> we here, man, Cabo Nation. <laughs> what is up, everyone? And welcome to another episode of Combo's Court. And I am Combo. Don't forget to rate, review, punch down on that subscribe button wherever you tune in to Combo's Court. If you would like to receive bonus Combo's Court content, check out the Patreon page. I'll leave a link in the show notes. For that, today's show, Joe Varden of The Athletic joins in to talk Cavs leadership, Evan Mobley's development, and he reflects on Braun's second stint in Cleveland, plus more intro music by Luca Beats. Let's get into it. Joe Varden of The Athletic, welcome to Combo's Court, man. How you feeling today? I'm doing all right. I'm, yeah, I can't complain. Why only all right, Joe? Why only all right? <laughs> well, it's been a long day. All you have to do is write one true sentence. What does that mean, man? Uh, so about a year ago, I decided I was going to read all the classics. or as many of, of classics in American literature as I can get my hands on, and I got into Hemingway. And the more I poured myself in Hemingway, um, I just found some real clues on how he wrote and how he was trying to teach us to write uh, through his own work. And one of the, the passages in, in one of his books is all you have to do is write one true sentence. And uh, that just stuck with me. It's like the way that he would he would get going himself when he would sit down to write for the day. He'd He'd start with one simple mm. there. I got you. It's almost like first thing in the morning, I make my bed. So I'm starting off with a win. It's almost like that a little bit, right? Uh, in a way, it's just something to get you going down the right path. Got you. Got you. All right. So let's get to basketball now. Last season, let's take it back to last season. Is it fair to say that Cleveland exceeded expectations in your eyes, the eyes of the fans? And when it comes to the franchise, the coaches, the players? Yes, it is fair to say that they exceeded expectations because heading into the year, there weren't any. Um, they were not expected to be uh, really a competitive team, certainly not to be in the play-in um, where, where they were. So, yeah, so I, I would say on the whole, on the whole, um, it, it was, yeah, they, they were ahead of schedule. And I would say that now, since they got Donovan, expectations probably totally changed in some regards, right? Yeah, I think that's true. I mean, I think when you have the kind of year, the the way high ups and then the very low lows um, that the Cavs had last year, you you would expect them to make the playoffs this year regardless. Uh, adding Donovan, now you're starting to talk about winning a series and, and going from there, but um, – you know they're they're being cautious and and uh, and they should be. They want to see how Evan Mobley develops, and um, you know they, they have a hole there at the at the small forward spot. So they, they know they're not a finished product, but yes, overall expectations have risen. Um, they need to be in the top six, I think, and and maybe even win a playoff series. 
So when I'm watching the game, I, I often talk about the Sixers, that they're Rockets 2.0. When I watch the Cavs now, it almost seems like Jazz 2.0, a lot of spread, pick, and roll. Have you seen a big difference when it comes to their offense this year comparing it to last year? That's a that's a great question. Um, I, I, I guess on the whole, the ball is moving more, um, and Jared Allen is 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 more active. Uh, Donovan Mitchell makes winning plays, um, whether he's having a good shooting night or not. But they are still a high pick and roll team. I mean that that is what they run. They run it over and over and over again, and we've seen that's been their dominant play so far. Right. Uh, you mentioned Evan, and obviously the defense has been great from the beginning point of his career in the NBA, even going back to college and high school. He actually had a breakout game versus the Magic. Um, are you seeing anything different from this season compared to last season when it comes to his offense? And what do you think the franchise wants, wants from him on the offensive side of the ball moving forward? Okay, well, I can definitely answer the second one. Um, the 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 first one, in my opinion, I don't think you've quite seen the difference yet. I think he's been. I, I think actually through these first four games, Evan Mobley has been about what we saw last year, which could be a little disappointing. I, I think between years one and two is where you really want to see that big leap. And I know organizationally, they really want him to be. Um, they want him almost to initiate at times. They want him to feel comfortable pushing the entire tempo with the ball in his hands, like in transition, like grab one off the glass on the defensive end and run it himself. Certainly to be able to catch the ball uh, on the elbow or even at the top of the key and go from there. And, and we haven't seen a lot of that. Um, he is just a disciplined, stout defender that has changed the direction of this franchise because of what he can do on that end. Um, but to this point, we really haven't seen that next step on the offensive side. Um, and I think when it goes back to the beginning, when we were talking about uh, expectations, the Cavs are pumping the brakes there because they want to see how, how much better Evan Mobley gets. And if he gets to a certain level, you know, then they become contenders. They just don't know if he can do that this year. Yeah, I mean, you speak to initiating offense and you just saw the Magic play yesterday. It was incredible to watch Paulo play and the way he initiates offense at such a young stage in his career, right? Well, he's awesome. <laughs> right, right. He is. What a, you know, what a pick. Uh, I mean, I, you know, kudos to the Magic for going there. I mean, you talk about NBA-ready, polished, uh, seems to be a great kid, certainly thinks things through. Um, and then he's just so skilled. And, and I don't think he gets enough credit uh, as a defender. I mean, he met Evan Mobley at the rim uh, last night. So, yeah, you know, I mean, he he's a guy that you can go to at the end of the game for points. Um, I just think, I mean, the, the Magic obviously have way too many injuries to even be in the discussion of anything right now and they, they weren't supposed right. to be uh but yeah I, I i really like him a lot so watching that game yesterday i saw Karras hit a few corner threes i think he's gonna have to do more of that playing with darius darius and donovan um what do you feel his ideal role is for this team it's it's almost like you've tapped my phone and have just kind of gotten into all the conversations i've been having today <laughs> um Karras levert to me um is an ideal sixth man on this team 
um, for, for a couple of reasons. But when you talk about the makeup of who else they're putting out there on the floor to start games, and now you're asking him to play um, the three, he's not – I don't think he's strong enough for that, especially when you start talking about some of the other matchups in the Eastern Conference. You know, do you consider Jimmy Butler to be a three or Kevin Durant or is it Middleton? Is it Giannis? Like, I, I mean, depending on – you know, what labels you want to give these guys. I mean, do you want Karis LeVert having the guard there? And then the other thing is um, he, he's, a, he's a player with the ball in his hands. He's not as much uh, of a catch and shoot guy. And when he's on the floor with both Darius uh, and Donovan, now he's a third. Is he a fourth option, depending on what you do with the bigs? So bring him off the bench and, and allow him to move with the ball in his hands a little bit. Pair him with whomever JB staggers, whether it's Darius or Donovan. And I think that's a better fit long term. Yeah, it feels like when it comes to the role players, he has to sacrifice so much more than like, let's say, Chetty. Because I think Chetty is more of a natural fit next to Darius and Donovan, right? Well, certainly this year. I mean, you know, Chetty is, is playing. Uh, certainly he's playing better than at any point that, that I've seen him. And I haven't seen him as much over the last couple of years um, as I've moved on, uh, you know, in, in my own role, but, but he, he is, he's been a streaky player, but he's never been this good on both sides. Um, he, Jetty Osmond can get to the rim now and he can be that, that catch and shoot through, uh, player, you know, in the corner. Um, he's, he's more of a competent defender than he used to be. So if this is the version of Jetty Osmond that they're going to get all year, then I think you need to have a discussion about if he should be the guy who starts there. Yeah. You got to watch Laurie market and play for a whole season. Um, I watched him play at Eurobasket this summer and I was thoroughly impressed. Like, wow. Like what he could do with the ball, what could he could do off the ball? He's big, he's athletic. He could shoot it. What did you make? of his season last year, because I think a lot of people were down on him after the bulls, even though he had some pretty good season with the bulls. What are your thoughts on him? Because I think he's in a great situation with Utah now, right? Well, he was great at Eurobasket when you yeah. saw him. Um, and then he has been phenomenal with the Utah jazz. I, I cannot say that about Cleveland. Um, I thought he was about how he was in Chicago there were just different expectations on him. So he was more comfortable uh, in that role. And he just didn't have to face the same, I guess, criticism for being that third or fourth option. Um, Cause that's, I think that's more of, of who he is or certainly on, on a team with any kind of expectations. And I know we said at the outset that the Cavs didn't have expectations last year, but then they got off to such a fast start. And now all of a sudden he's back in the mix in the middle of it all. And then the Cavs have injury after injury. And Lori just was not, he was not a player that could carry this team through those injuries. So um, I'm a little surprised with what I see so far uh, with him in Utah. Um, I don't know if it has to do with, he thought they were going to be a lottery team or if something changed for him over the summer with Eurobasket, but he's, he's been great. Uh, with the Jazz, and you know they are certainly in a different place than we all thought they would be at this point. Yeah, it was a uh, it was a no brainer to get Donovan in that move. Were some of the fans a little bit upset seeing Colin go because he plays with so much passion? You know, he does. Um, 
I don't think so. I think by and large, I think it's funny. Uh, you know, fans love, um, they love draft picks and they hate it when, um, <laughs> Right. When 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 players get too much of the owner's money, which that that. (laughs) um, So so, you know, I think that the complaint on that trade, if there was one, was more about the draft picks. Um, You know, Colin represents a weird time uh, in Cleveland basketball. I mean, he he is the Brooklyn pick, you know, like if you go all the way back to the LeBron days in the last year that LeBron was here and they had one more chance to make a run at it. And Kobe Altman, he traded all these guys at the deadline. He changed the team, but they held on to that one asset. That was the one they could, they would not move. Um, and that would have been the asset they needed to move to bring in that real headlining second or third player to make a legitimate run at, at a title. Um, and so LeBron leaves, you know, the, the, the rebuild begins in earnest and Colin Sexton is the face of that. So he took a lot of criticism. There was a lot of jealousy in that locker room. He saw all kinds of turnover. I think he played for like three coaches in three years, something like that. Uh, three coaches in two years. Um, and, and, you know, and then it, when the team starts to get better, he starts to fade a little bit and then gets hurt. So I'm glad for him that he's got a fresh start. I hope it works out for him. Um, but yeah, I mean, he's like the the face of the team after LeBron, and that's a that's a tough uh, that's a tough role to, to to have. I mean, speaking of LeBron, you're tapped in with the Cleveland culture. Um, what does the fan base feel about his second stint with the Cavs? Were they happy that he came in, won a championship, and it was okay with them? For him to leave or you think they were a little upset that he left at that point even though he got that championship for them i mean i think there i think it's somewhere in the middle i mean there was of course an appreciation um for for everything that he did here and, and i really don't think by and large that you know that we know now that that um coming to a consensus on anything is just that that's something that doesn't happen anymore right but right. <laughs> but but for the most part I think that, you know, the greater Cleveland recognizes what he did here in those four years. Um, and, you know, that, that last season he played all, not just all 82, he played in all, of course, all the playoff games as well. So it was like all 104 or something like that. Um, so there's no question about what LeBron gave to this organization in his second time through, including winning that title. Um, and then, he leaves again. So, you know, there's a little bit of resentment, but, but it, compared with what happened before, there is no comparison. And, um, you know, I, I, I think that, that now people look at what's going on in Los Angeles and yes, he won again, but they're so bad. The Lakers are. Oh my and, God. It's crazy. And um, I, I don't think, I, I don't think the, that people revel in that. I think they almost, they think it's a shame. Um, didn't want to see him in that way. Bron was the obvious leader. Let's take it full circle to the Kurds Cavs team. Uh, Ricky's a little bit older and obviously not their best player. Donovan's their best player, but he's new. Uh, Darius is really young. In your opinion, from what you're seeing, who's the leader of this team? Well, I think it's becoming Donovan Mitchell pretty quick. And it's because he is so advanced when it comes to maturity winning player makes winning plays even on nights when he doesn't shoot. And then on top of that, Darius Farland, like we said, it hasn't been on the floor. 
So I think I think it's I think it's Donovan. Um, all preseason long, the Cavs talked about how Evan Mobley can be the best player they have without being the leading scorer, but we have not seen that yet. And he's too young, I think, to take control of this right, team. Right, his. right now, right now over Donovan, that's tough. Right? Said, I mean, that's a quote. It's not like oh, three or four years from now. Wow, uh, that be the case. It's on on a night. Evan Mobley can be our best player on the floor. And um, it's, yeah, it's remarkable. The, the one guy I, I'd want to point out, though, is Jared Allen. Like, when you talk about players who have who have come back better than they were before, and we, we already touched on Jetty, Jared Allen is a legitimate, every night, double-double threat. He protects the rim. He can move. Um, his low post game on the offensive end is better than it was and he's a stout defender, and and I think he has changed them a little bit. Joe, great stuff, man. Thank you so much for taking the time. We got into literature today. We got into Cavs basketball. We, <laughs> we, we got it all done, Joe. Thanks so much for taking the time. You're always welcome back on the show, and talk soon. Yeah, I'll do it. Yeah, have me back. For sure. There it is. Another episode of Combo's Court. Episode 414 is in the books. Thank you to everyone who tunes into the show across the globe. Big shouts to Joe for joining in. We appreciate you. Combo Nation, punch down on that subscribe button. Rate and review the show wherever you listen to Combo's Court. And if you would like to receive bonus Combo's Court content, check out the Patreon page. I'll leave a link in the show notes for that. Be on the lookout for episode 415. Combo out.